What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly, and today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today we're discussing my conversation with Dylan DeJesus. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the entire episode yet, Dylan is a custom shoemaker out of Chicago, Illinois, and he does some amazing, amazing custom shoes. He has a lot of custom cleats as well. He's really carved himself out a niche in the NFL, and he does a lot of custom cleats for NFL athletes, including a pair of shoes or cleats in this case that were worn in the Super Bowl. He's got a really cool story, and I really enjoyed having a chance to talk to him on my podcast. He's also started getting deep into content creation. He's actually hired a creative director who's responsible for all of his YouTube videos, his social media content. And as a result of putting this focus onto YouTube and his content, he was named one of YouTube's creators on the rise. Starting the year, like you're starting 2019 with 5,000 subscribers and ending it with over 75,000. So he went up over 70,000 subscribers in a single year and it's really cool to kind of talk to him about that journey. And I've written down a couple of takeaways from my conversation with Dylan here. And the first one being, which, the first one being, a lot of these are content folks, actually I think most of them are, except for one, two. So I have five takeaways. Three of them are content folks. The first one being is find out what kind of content works in your niche. If you're trying to figure out what type of content you should be doing, just look to see who's doing it the best in your niche and do that. There's no need in playing a guessing game. There's no need in trying to figure it out. When there is people in your industry doing what you do, but creating content around it that are crushing it. Look at what they're doing, see how it applies to you and go from there. It's literally, this is literally just people showing you what works. Do that. Don't copy them though. I'm not saying to copy. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know we've talked about this in the past, but I'm not saying to go and copy these people. I'm saying to see what they're doing and figure out how you can remix it, apply it to yourself, do it in a different style. That's not copying them, but it's building off of what they're doing in your own way because you know that the market is hungry for that type of content. So look around, see what's working. Now, to look around and see what's working though, it does take time. You're gonna have to put in the time to do the research to figure out what's working. I'm not telling you to do like, in Dylan's case, I wouldn't be just doing one YouTube search of custom shoes. It'd be taking the time to go through those videos, see why people are watching them, what they're doing in those videos, what draws people in, looking at the thumbnails, the titles, if he has a different plugins on his, on his laptop or his computer, looking at those tags that they're using, looking at, looking at everything they're doing, not just one thing, not just looking at what their videos are about, looking at it all, going deep into it, and then applying it to yourself. You're gonna have to take some legitimate time, some serious hours, sitting on a laptop, going through all of this to see what's working, how it works, and how you can apply it to yourself. Again, I'm not telling you to copy what they're doing. I'm not telling you if you're a custom shoemaker to go to Dylan's YouTube channel, which is DeJesu Custom Footwear, you should definitely go subscribe to it, but I'm not telling you to go to his YouTube Look at the videos he's doing. Look at the reviewing your customs videos, which are his most popular videos. Look at those when do a reviewing your customs video, put all the exact same tags, titled the exact same thing, have the exact same description. That's not what I'm telling you to do. 
I'm telling you to see that reviewing your customs is working for him. So how does that work for you? Could you do something along the lines of reviewing your customs? Maybe you're even in a different industry, but reviewing something in your industry isn't really being done, but you see it working in the custom shoe industry. So maybe you can bring it over to yours. So look and seeing what the top performers in your niche are doing and see how you can apply that to yourself. And now as I'm talking, I'm realizing another great thing to do is in the example I just gave is look at what's working in other industries and see how you can apply that to yourself. You know this is working elsewhere, so finding a creative way to see this type of content that other people are doing on YouTube and other industries, that isn't being done in your own, so you know that people are craving that content, so bring it over to your industry and figure out how you can implement that into your own content strategy. And speaking of your content strategy, the next takeaway that I have is don't be afraid to pivot, especially in the beginning. I feel like people get locked into the type of content that they're making. They hear people pounding the idea of you need to have a niche, you need to be focused, you need to have a specific intention with the content you're creating because if you're too broad, you're not gonna grow an audience, which is true, but you also have to realize if your audience isn't growing, especially after doing it for a little while, don't be afraid to pivot. Change things up, do things differently, especially in the beginning. I feel like a lot of people are worried about what their audience is gonna think when they change in the beginning. Oh, what am I, what's, my, what's my audience gonna think if I start doing my intro differently or something like that, which is a genuine conversation I have with myself. I changed my intro probably, I wanna say six, seven months into the podcast, something like that, and I was worried about what, what are the people that listen to my podcast gonna think, but then I had the real conversation with myself of, what listeners? <laughs> it's like, you're not even going to be affecting, like less, you'll be affecting pretty much less than a hundred people at that time. Less than a hundred people. When you look at people with like 200 or 200, 200,000 subscribers, a million subscribers, maybe at that point in time, they have to take things a little bit more seriously when they're making changes to their content. But in my case, when I have literally less than a hundred average listeners at the time, I was worried about changing my intro. Like, take a deep breath. Don't, you're not the like, don't act like you have a ton of followers. You should act like someone with not a lot of followers with social media. You shouldn't fake it till you make it as a smaller creator. You have the luxury to be able to maneuver and change up your content change your style. And things are going to flow until you figure out what's working. Just keep pivoting, keep doing different iterations until you find what works for you. And how are you going to know if it works for you? Look at the analytics. That's another thing that Dylan talked about. That's another thing other YouTubers I've had on the podcast I've talked about is they're heavy into the analytics. They look at what their click-through rate is, how many views they're getting. Obviously, views is the easiest one to look at, but what's your click-through rate looking like? What's your average view duration? Because the two most important metrics from everyone I've talked to, what I've kind of landed on is the two most important metrics on YouTube are your click-through rate and your average view duration. How many people see your thumbnail and click on that video and then how long are you keeping them on your video, which is as a result is keeping them on the platform. Because the longer you keep someone on the platform, the more YouTube is gonna look positively upon that video and the more they're gonna show it to more people. And the more people they show with a higher click-through rate means more people are clicking on your videos, which means more views. So you're happy and if they're watching it for a long time, YouTube's happy and everyone's happy. So you have to look at your analytics and your analytics are gonna tell you what's working and what's not. You should listen to them. After a certain period of time, if you've done like three videos and you have 52 subscribers and you got like 20 views on both videos, don't be like, oh, well, these didn't go viral. These aren't working. You have to look deeper in that. Let things go for a little bit. Test it for a little while. Don't just test it once. Test it for a while. And if it's still not working, then pivot. And keep doing that until you figure out what it is that works. And a great example of that is what Dylan did with the Reviewing Your Custom series on his YouTube channel. It wasn't working. He originally had it customs of the week, I believe it was called, and where they would go on Instagram and they'd find people doing cool customs on Instagram. 
and they would talk about these customs. And that's a cool concept, but for Dylan, at the time, it wasn't working. This Customs of the Week segment didn't really take off, but reviewing your customs did. It's a similar idea where they're looking at what the community is creating and talking about it, but they pivoted the idea, they switched it up just a little bit, and that minor switch really made things pop off. He has over a million views on a video now because he did that. Because he looked at the data, it wasn't necessarily working for him doing the reviews or the customs of the week, but reviewing your customs changed the game for him. So sometimes too, it's not even major wholesale changes that are gonna put your content over the top and take you to the next level. Sometimes it's just minor little things, like changing up the concept of your video just a little bit, changing up your thumbnail strategy just a little bit, and then reaping the benefits, which is what Dylan did. And again, speaking of your thumbnail, my third takeaway is the fact that Dylan talked about how they went back and they changed up some thumbnails and some titles. You should definitely, definitely do that. You can bring an old video back from the dead by going back and changing its thumbnail or changing its title. A video with YouTube, what the beauty about YouTube is there's not really ever a piece of content that's dead. It's not like a Twitter, an Instagram, where you post it in the feed, you like that photo, you scroll past it, and you're never going to see it again. And after a few days, you, Instagram's algorithm is going to stop promoting it. But YouTube's algorithm might promote an old video if it's relevant. If people are going to start clicking on it again, YouTube's going to see that it's getting more active activity and it's going to start showing it to more people. So you can bring old videos back from the dead. I've talked to multiple people who've gone back, changed up a thumbnail, changed up a title, fixed their YouTube tags, and they've had a video pop off because of that. So you should take the time to go back and do that, especially after you've been doing YouTube for a long time because you're going to be more experienced. You're going to be better at making thumbnails. Maybe you'll be better at titling. Maybe you have a better understanding of how the YouTube tag system works and you can take advantage of that and you can bring an old video back from the dead. Once you post on YouTube, you shouldn't just let a video leave it there. You should still care for it. I know that it does suck. You want to be on to the next video on a bigger and better things. You don't want to go back and keep working on something you posted two years ago but at the end of the day, if you can make a video pop off that's two years old, it's still exposing people to your channel. And it's then they come to your channel, they see these videos two years old, well, let me see what he's up to now. And then they're watching your new videos. So it's still an important part of the YouTube strategy to take care of those videos that haven't necessarily gotten the love and attention that you hope they would. Because you can bring attention to those videos years after they were posted. Like a friend of mine and a friend of the show, former guest, Carla, what would Carla say? Oh my goodness, I almost said consumed by Carla, but it's con- I'm getting my guest's names mixed up, guys. Consumed by Carlo is episode 39. What would Carla say was episode 52, I believe. And she just recently had a video, I think from four years ago, that started getting a ton of views randomly, right? So there's opportunity with the content that already exists on your channel. So definitely take advantage of doing that. And like a bonus tip too with that is promote your old content. I'm super guilty for of doing this is posting my podcast, promoting them for a week, posting on Instagram every single day, posting on LinkedIn, some Twitter posts, and that's it. And then the next week, because I have a new episode, I'm on to the next episode, and I never really go back and promote my old content. And I feel like a lot of people do that as well. They're just on to the next video, the next photo, and that's kind of their their focus for the next while. And they don't promote their old stuff, but you should be because it's still great content even a year later and maybe people, you'll have gotten new followers in the last 365 days. You might have gotten new followers in the last two months that didn't know that video you put out a few months ago. So you should always be promoting your even your old stuff. It still brings value. It's still relevant for the most part. Like don't talk about like, 
I don't know, I'm blanking on an example. Maybe don't talk about, I don't want to say, hmm, don't talk about your MySpace strategy. Don't repost your video talking about MySpace from 2007. Okay, maybe that's not relevant but for the most part. If your content's still relevant, it definitely is a good idea to promote it because you could, again, give it a little bit of life there by having some people click through on it. So if you re-promote it, Repromote a video, gets clicks, you change your thumbnail as well, you change your title, so you're all of a sudden getting these clicks on your video from promoting it. Now YouTube starts seeing that people are watching it again, so they start showing it to people again. There's a brand new thumbnail, an enticing title, people start clicking on it. So don't forget about your old videos. Sometimes they can be a big opportunity that you're just sleeping on. Speaking of an opportunity that you're sleeping on, my fourth takeaway, man, my transition game right now is I don't know if it's like corny and bad or good today, but my fourth, my fourth takeaway, speaking of sleeping on opportunities, is treating every customer the same. So what I'm talking about with this in terms of the podcast is Dylan had someone reach out to him on his Etsy page, I believe, and did a custom shoes for this guy. And the guy was really happy and he wanted to give Dylan some additional business after that, after he bought his first pair of customs from him. And it turns out this guy who just found his Etsy page and reached out for a custom pair of shoes that Dylan did some, did some customs for was the CEO of the Brooklyn Nets of the NBA. He didn't tell Dylan that. Dylan had no idea. He was just making shoes for another customer. And he did an unreal job like he always does. He impressed the CEO of the Brooklyn Nets. And as a result, he asked Dylan to make more shoes and then more shoes. And then he invited him to the game to make custom shoes that coincide with the team's alternate specialty jersey all because of a random guy at the time that reached out to him on Etsy. So the lesson from that is that you just never know who you're talking to. I don't mean unless they tell you, of course, but you should treat every single person like they're your most important customer because they just might be. You never know. And it's the same thing with your content. You never know what video could change your life. You never know what video could pop off. Treat every single piece of content like it's the one that's going to go viral. Treat every single one like that is the piece of content that's going to just change your life. Because at the end of the day, you never know. You never know what video is randomly going to get picked up somehow. You never know what, how, when you post it, maybe the algorithm's having a good day and it's loving you and it's loving your content and it promotes it to a bunch of people. You never, I know that's not how algorithms work, but you get what I'm saying, that you never, ever know what video is going to pop off the same way you never ever know what customer could change your life i know like dylan's life didn't change completely but it was a huge opportunity to make those custom shoes for the brooklyn nets so you should just treat every person every opportunity like it's the one that could change your life because honestly it could especially with the internet you really never know and the last point that i want to talk about is shooting your shot and i'm not talking about dating although you can apply this to dating if you'd like but Dylan DM'd Gary Vaynerchuk and was like, hey, Gary, we'd love to make customs for you and your team. And Gary was like, for sure. Sent him shoe sizes and away they went. They made custom shoes for Gary V and they made a few custom shoes for people on his team all because of Instagram DMs. He just straight up asked. And you should do the same. Whatever it is you want to do, whoever it is you want to reach out to, because of social media, you pretty much can reach anybody just by sending a DM, getting their email off of their Instagram page. You can get in contact with pretty much anybody. There's so, so, so much opportunity through Instagram, Twitter, DM, using these social media platforms. You can literally, if you wanted to right now, stop listening to this podcast. You shouldn't, but you could stop listening to this podcast, go to Instagram and DM LeBron James. LeBron might not answer, but 
You've sent that message to him. He has received your direct message. And now, of course, there's going to be some luck with him reading it, but maybe take that to a smaller scale and not LeBron James. Maybe it's a business leader in your community that you're trying to get a hold of that has 1,400 followers. If you send them a message, they're going to get it and they're likely going to read it. I DM people that have 50,000 followers that get my messages and get back to me within an hour. So don't look at the number and be like, oh, this person's never going to answer. You never, ever know. Just shoot your shot and ask people. You can reach out to anybody for whatever it is. Of course, when you're reaching out, a big tip is to be able to provide them value in some way, shape, or form and bring something out of it for them, not just straight up asking them. That'll increase your likelihood of getting a response and having them actually answer you. But just shoot your shot and try because you really never, ever know. And a big lesson that I've taken for over the time of doing this podcast is don't let the other person sit. Don't say no for the other person. They haven't said no yet, but you're already thinking that they're going to say no. So you're not even asking. Maybe they would have said yes. Don't say no for that other person. Reach out. You never know. It's what I do for my podcast. It's how I got 99% of my first podcast guests. Now I'm starting to go off of, I don't know if referrals the right word. I guess referrals the right word, but I ask my guests if there's anybody that they know that they think would be a good guest for the podcast. So that's how I've started to get some more and more people on the show. But a lot of it is still just cold DMs, cold emails, asking people to come on my podcast. And I provide value through them by being able to document this, by being able to document our conversation and share it to the world. Well, not the world, but the people that listen to my podcast. And I create content that I share with them that they can then use on their social media channels as well if that's something that they're interested in. So I built this podcast all through cold DMs on Instagram and cold emails. So there's a lot of opportunity there and I really think that you should take advantage of it. But I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Whether you've listened the entire way through, you've only listened to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Guys, do me a favor. Go and follow Dylan on Instagram. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's the Heisu Custom Footwear everywhere. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes down below. And if you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. And if you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and at my social life podcast or on YouTube by searching up my social life. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. I also really appreciate it if you took two minutes to leave us a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews we get, the more it helps new people find the show and it really helps to grow this community that we're developing here. So if you have a minute or two to do that, I would really, really appreciate it. But seriously, guys, slide into my DMs as well if you do that. It would mean a lot to me to connect with people that are leaving these awesome reviews. It means the world to me. Thank you once again for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon.